Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas? <laughs> or Jesus called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Barabbas. What shall I, what do you want me to do with him, Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Crucify. Why? What crime has he committed? Crucify. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but instead that an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There, they offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right hand and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. Saved others? He can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let it come down from the cross 
and will, then will believe him, he trusts in God. Let God rescue him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Thank you very much uh, to the MacArthur's and the Oladipos for our reading, for the band and Pete for taking us through that song. We're just going to think about that second reading for a, for a few minutes now. And I think in that second reading, Matthew, who wrote it first, uh, wrote it down for us, I think there are two things he wants us to know in that reading. And here's the first thing Matthew wants us to know. He wants us to know that Jesus was shamed. Jesus was shamed. I hope you picked that up. Pete talked earlier about who would you shame and who would you honour. I hope you picked up that Jesus was shamed. But, but first, let's just take a step back and say, what is shame? Because it's a hard thing to explain, but actually I bet all of us have felt it at some point. It's really something common to all of us. And in the Bible, it talks a lot about shame. And it talks about it, I think, in three ways. It gives us three pictures for shame. And here they are. The first one is this. Shame is feeling unclean or dirty. So imagine you've been out playing, you've been jumping up and down in some muddy puddles, you've got dirt and mud all over you, and you come home, and your mum or your dad or someone's at the door and says, you are not coming in that house like this, like that. You're not coming in this house like that. Let's get it right. And you're not coming near me whilst you've got all that mud on you. You need to wipe it off first. You're too dirty. Don't want you near me. And uh, you sort of feel a bit, oh, I need to clean myself up. It might not be actual dirt. It might be you've had this feeling where you've done something wrong and you think, I can't go near anybody else. I can't tell them what I've done. That's shame, the Bible says. Shame is feeling unclean or dirty. Here's the second picture the Bible uses. Shame is feeling naked or being seen. So sometimes people have bad dreams, you know, about being at work or being at school, and all of a sudden they realise in their dream they've forgotten their clothes, they haven't got any clothes, and they feel very embarrassed and they want to cover themselves up and they run away and they want to hide, because we don't want people to see all that of us. We, we want to cover over ourselves. We're embarrassed. Again, it might not be actual uh, clothes. It might be being seen doing something that's a bit embarrassing. So you might be out with your friends and you forget where you are and you start picking your nose or something like that. And one of your friends sees you and points and goes, oh, look what they're doing. And everyone looks and goes, oh, and how do you feel? Oh, you're embarrassed, aren't you? You want to hide. You want to run away. That's shame. It's being unclean, being naked or being seen. And the third picture is being an outcast or, or being left out. Uh, and maybe you've had this on the playground or something like that, and there's a group of people playing, and you go over and you say, I I'd like to join in, and they go, no, you can't play with us. You've got to go over there by yourself. We don't want you. You go over there. It's horrible when that happens, isn't it? And that's shame, that feeling of being unclean, that feeling of being, being seen by other people, that feeling of being left out. And as I describe it, I bet most of us have felt something like that, probably all of us. Well, what our reading tells us is Jesus knows what that's like. Jesus felt shame. And he felt shame in all those different ways. I wonder if you spotted it. First of all, Jesus was made dirty by other people. They, they put 
a crown of thorns on his head. And those thorns were probably dirty and dusty, so he had a bit of dirt on them. They also probably made him bleed, so he probably had some blood on his face. We heard that they spat at him, so he had spit on him. They hit him with sticks, so his skin would turn a different colour. It would be bruised. And he would have looked really dirty. Jesus felt shame being dirty. Uh, Jesus felt naked. Uh, Maybe you noticed that in the reading, how it talked about his clothes quite a lot. First of all, they take his clothes off and they put this robe on him so they can make fun of him. And then they take the robe off and they put his own clothes back on him. And then later we read that as they put him on the cross, uh, it talks about the soldiers. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. They thought, we like the look of those, we'll take them home. So there's Jesus hanging on the cross and all his clothes have been taken away. And not only that, but as everyone walks past, maybe you got this in the reading, they point at him. Look at him. Jesus knows shame like that. And in terms of being left out, being an outsider, uh, when, we, when we were at school, uh, occasionally if you'd done something naughty, you were sent to detention, which is a room where all the naughty people went. So you, got, you belong in there with the naughty, naughty boys and girls while everyone else gets to have break or whatever. Well, here, Jesus, it tells us, He was crucified with two rebels, two criminals. And people said, you don't belong with us. You belong there with the bad people, Jesus. And then at the end, at the very last verse of our reading, it says, the rebels, the criminals he was crucified with, even they insulted him. We don't even want you with us, Jesus. Jesus felt shame. He knows what shame is all about. All different kinds of shame. But the second thing that Matthew wants us to know, and this might be a bit bit strange, Jesus was shamed, but Jesus is king. Jesus is king. And five times in the passage, if you've got a Bible, you can look them up for yourself. Five times in this passage, it tells us that Jesus is a king. In verse 29, he's called the king of the Jews. In fact, a little later on in verse 37, they even put a sign up on the cross. Let's see if I can get this over. There we go. King of the Jews. If that stays up, it'll be somewhat of a miracle. Uh, King of the Jews. They put the sign up on the cross. And when the crowds walk past, they say, he's the king of Israel. They might not believe it, but they call him king. And then twice in the passage, in verse 40 and 43, they call him the son of God. And that was a special title for the king of Israel because God had said, whoever's on the throne of Israel, I'm going to treat them like my son. And so five times Matthew says, he's a king, he's a king, he's a king. But look at the way he's treated. He's shamed. Jesus is shamed, but Jesus is king. Now remember Pete's activity earlier on. Who would you shame and who would you honour? And and most of the people Pete gave us to think about, we wanted to honour because uh, we thought they were good people or they'd done something good or whatever. But if Jesus is a king, he deserves to be honoured. And yet he's shamed. You shouldn't treat a king like that. It's a real puzzle, isn't it? Because we call today Good Friday. But this doesn't seem very good at all. It seems completely wrong that you would treat a king like this. So why is this king shamed? 
Well, the rest of the Bible tells us clearly, but Matthew just gives us a clue here. It's in verse 42, and it's something that they mock him with as they walk past. In verse 42, the chief priests say, He saved others, but he can't save himself. He saved others, but he can't save himself. Uh, And Matthew's uh, making a point there. Because he knows what the rest of the Bible teaches us, which is the way Jesus saves us is by giving his life for us. And so Matthew wants us to read that and actually think, not he saved others but he can't save himself, but Matthew wants us to think he saved others because he didn't save himself. He saved others because he didn't save himself. How does that work? The Bible says all of us actually should feel shame at some level. Uh, The Bible says shame comes into the world because of sin. And we're all guilty of sin. We're all guilty of saying no to God and uh, disobeying him and turning our backs on him. And the only right response to that is to feel some kind of shame. And actually, that's what we deserve. If we were to meet God, he should. The way he should treat us is to say, you can't be near me. Your sins made you dirty. You can't come into my house. You can't come in to be with me in heaven. You belong over there. That's what God should say to us. But God loves us too much for that. He doesn't want that to be the way it is. And so he has a plan. And his plan is that he comes down and becomes a man. The man Jesus. And he goes to the cross. And Christians have taught for thousands of years that on the cross, Jesus deals with sin. And part of dealing with sin is is taking all the shame that we deserve for our sin and taking it all himself, being punished and taking the shame that we deserve to swap places with us so we can get the honor that he deserves as a king. Uh, and, and that's why it's important as we read this bit of Matthew, we see that Jesus was shamed. He was shamed for us. He took the shame that should be ours, and he took it upon himself. And the Bible says that was so important and so powerful because it means he not only took our shame, but he dealt with, he cleared away our sin, which is the reason for our shame. And that means that if we trust in Jesus, when we come to meet God, he won't say, get away from me. You don't belong with me. You're dirty. You can't come in. He'll say, I love you. Welcome into my home. Come be near me. I want you with me. And it's Jesus' death that makes that possible. He saves us from the shame we deserve by taking it himself on the cross. Jesus saves us from shame forever because he didn't save himself from the shame of the cross. That's good news. And that's why we call it Good Friday. It's a wonderful thing. We're going to have about a minute now where we're going to watch a video which is going to take us through the next part of the story. And and as we're watching this, it might be just a little bit of space for us all to reflect again on how Jesus loved us and died for us on the cross, taking our shame, taking our sin, so that we can be with him in heaven.
At noon, darkness fell across the whole land. Three hours later, Jesus took his last breath and finally died. At that very moment, the curtain in the temple that separated the priests from God's holy place tore in two. A soldier watching the whole thing said, This man truly was the Son of God. Then a righteous man named Joseph came and placed Jesus' body in a tomb. Three days passed and it seemed that there was no hope. 